0: Welcome to Chronosphere Fiction. This is your host, Daniel French. Before I even get into what I got for you this week, let's say hello to some friends of mine at the spoop hour.
1: This is Sasha and Courtney from the podcast Spoop Hour. We are a paranormal comedy podcast hosted by two certified Halloweenies who laugh through our fear of literally everything. Everything. Everything.
0: You can
2: find us on the internet at Spoop Hour, S P O O P H O U R, on Instagram and Twitter, or you can reach out to us via email, spoophour at gmail.com, where you can share any creepy happenings that have happened to you or
1: people you know or things that you've heard down the grapevine. Spoop line, am I right, this, oh, ladies? the spoop line. So come get ghosted with us. Pee your pants because of cryptids. Just have a grand old time. It's fun.
0: I'd like to remind all my Chronosphere Fiction fans to go to patreon.com chronosphere and perhaps contribute a little bit to the podcast. You'll get... Bonus episodes like the story of Agapantha in the Gafgarn universe and soon-to-come tales of Dire Rock Deep. On this episode of Chronosphere Fiction, I want to bring you a story by writer Mark Slade, who has his own podcast on Podomatic called Blood Noir. This story written by Mark Slade was adapted for audio drama by Blake Benlin and myself, Daniel French. We all had a lot of fun with this, so please enjoy. Prayer mask. What's your business here? And who might you be? What is your business here?
2: I'm here to see John Hammond, if you don't mind. The healer doesn't take walk-ins during the weekend. Do you have an appointment? The healer? <laughs> Go tell him Tommy Black is here. I think he'll want to see me. Sir. I'm out here with a tummy black. He... Show him in right away. Well, you heard the man. Right away. Come with me. Quite the compound you set up. Didn't there used to be a 7-Eleven here? Strong silent type, huh? So, what does Hammond pay you? Magic beans? Or does he just lease out one of these tents to you rent-free? Your contemptible derision betrays a deep-seated spiritual ignorance. Sure, sure. Don't suppose you know much about Hammond, do you? I know what he's capable of. Oh, so do I. You will. Here we are. Enter.
3: An ordinary office just won't do, will it, John? It's no ordinary service we provide, Tommy. You may leave us. us. Yes, sir. Impressive,
2: I must say. Persian rug, mahogany desk, obligatory narcissistic portrait of yourself. All bought and paid for with someone else's money, no doubt.
3: I guess some things just... Never change. No, I suppose not. You certainly haven't. I'm delighted to see you, Tommy. I wish I could say the same. So what brings you here? Are you in need of healing, perchance? Krieger and I heard a rumor you'd resurfaced. And so the magician sends his assistant to check things out, eh? The old man isn't as sprightly as he used to be. You're not worth his time. Some debunked two-bit con man. If you want to talk about mediocrity, we could discuss that television series you two share... Still makes me laugh. I must say, your little mentalist act. Don't you get tired of being Krieger's whipping boy? It's a
2: living. Don't you get tired of stealing money from desperate people who come to you for help? Help is
3: exactly what I give them. All you offer is smoke, mirrors, and poisonous skepticism.
2: Still bitter over
3: being outed as a
2: charlatan? You're a bullshit
3: peddler, Hammond, and you know it. Incredible. Not only is Krieger an illusionist, But a ventriloquist as well. What are you talking about? Your lips move, Tommy, but only his words come out. You know, I'd heard
2: that after we shut you down the last time you were forced to live on the streets, that you were nothing but a lunatic vagrant.
3: I see they were wrong about the vagrant part. Save the quips for your live TV audience, my boy.
2: I, uh, attended one of your little sermons the other day. Oh, really? What did you think? You've still got it. In another life, you could have made a great cult leader. But I guess being a phony fucking faith
3: healer pays the bills, too. Surely you didn't come here to just spit insults at me.
2: No, you're right. I'm wasting my breath. You'll always be a lying predator. I'm here to shut this operation down. (laughs) And how do you intend to do that? Krieger and I are prepared to do another segment on you. We thought this time we'd give you fair warning. Close down this circus you're running, or we'll remind America what a greedy, dishonest piece of crap you are.
3: As appealing as another guest spot on your absurd little series sounds, I'd rather go without the slander.
2: Then get your ass out of here, Hammond. You
3: hurt people. We're not going to let you go on taking advantage of the sick and the needy. Tommy, my boy, we've got every right to be here. Would you like to see my permit? (laughs) (laughs) how do you get that? Cure some city councilman's
2: headache. Great location, by the way. I love that landfill next door.
3: I realize, Tommy, that you don't care for me or what I do, but if you set your disbeliefs aside, I could introduce you to a great many people who've walked away from here very satisfied with what I What wrote. you swindled them for.
2: They come to you because they have nowhere else to turn. You're nothing but a televangelist
3: without a TV show. We can't all be celebrities like you and Krieger. Tell me, Tommy, are you content being nothing more than a sidekick, second banana to that daughtering old fool? John, I've got better things to do than talk to you. Now, if you don't want Krieger and I Allow me to interject my subservient young acquaintance. I anticipated this unfriendly little visit, so I went out and got myself a little insurance. Insurance. Here, take a look at these. What are they? Pictures. Go ahead, take a gander. This, this is Krieger. Why, yes, and who's that with him? Not his wife. (laughs) That gentleman's even younger than you are. What is this, A, a, a threat? A threat? No, 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 it's fair warning, as you put it a moment ago. I'm going to release these to the press. That... that would... Humiliate him? Destroy his career? Well, that's the idea. You son of a bitch. Harsh words for someone who wants to do the very same thing to me for the second time. You call what you do a career? It's so worked up, Tommy. And over the old man, no less. Why is that? He's... he's... he's my mentor. I owe him a lot. Your mentor, your boss, your owner. But not your partner. Never an equal. What do you serve him for? I don't serve him. I... I... Then what are you doing here? Not running an errand on his behalf? Perhaps you're not old enough to remember all the assistants past. His new squeeze in those photos. He could have your job by the end of the month. Bullshit. Tell yourself what you like. If you knew him like I do, you might think twice before jumping to his defense.
2: He tells the truth,
3: which is more than I can say about you, Hammond. If he were truthful, there wouldn't be photographic evidence to the contrary. Now, are you ready to hear my conditions? Conditions? I'll withhold the photos, provided my conditions are met.
2: <sighs> Alright. What do you want?
3: Not a lot, really. I just want you to bear witness to a little magic. You're joking, right? Oh, no. I'm very serious. I'm confident I can make you a believer. I believe you're out of your mind. I'm well aware, (laughs) which is exactly why I want to prove to you just how wrong you are about me and what it is I do. Oh, I already saw your little routine the other day. Pretty standard trickery, not very convincing. Oh, that's just a spectacle for newcomers. An appetizer. The impressive stuff is reserved for a select few. For the folks with the deep pockets, huh? <laughs> it's well worth it, as you may see for yourself, free of charge. So, your answer?
2: Okay, Hammond. I'll watch your magic act.
3: Excellent! Excellent! Come with me!
2: So what exactly is it you're showing me? Pulling a rabbit out of a hat or something?
3: Not one for surprises, Tommy. Not from you. Tommy, such an attitude, perhaps one of these days I'll convince you I'm not such a bad guy. Now that would be one hell of a magic trick. (laughs) If you must know, you'll be witnessing the miraculous effects of an artifact I obtained last year during my travels in the Holy Land. Step inside, please. Brutus! Yes, sir? Bring in the steel drum, if you would be so kind. We're about to begin. Right away, sir. Steel drum... That's right. All will make sense soon enough. Hammond, what the hell is this? What are you showing me? Just a moment. Feast your eyes, my faithless friend. It's. it's just a mask. Not just any mask. A prayer mask. Pra- prayer mask? Thank you. Now fetch our volunteer. Yes, sir. You see, Tommy, a prayer mask is endowed with special powers. When the proper incantation is performed, the wearer's ailments will be instantly healed. Anything from acne to cancer. Oh, you're,
2: you're serious.
3: Serious as a heart attack? You're, you're telling me this, this toy can cure cancer. It's no toy. It's 2,000 years old, as a matter of fact, and it can cure any disease at all. I've seen it bring a man back from the dead. Come on, John.
2: You expect me to believe that? Hell, I don't believe you believe that. You're a bullshit artist, not a goddamn witch doctor. Even you have to know that. Unless you've finally gone completely off
3: the deep end. Save your judgment until after you've seen what it can do. And what's the steel drum for? Oh, Okay. Oh, Jesus Christ. Our lovely volunteer, she suffers from an autoimmune blistering disorder, which, as you can see, has left her entire body inflamed and festering. Not a pretty sight. Allow me to place the mask upon her. Fear not, my dear, your anguish will soon be at an end. Now, Brutus, if you will. Into the drum she goes. Hammond, where are we going with this? Patience. Close the drum. Hammond, I. Spook, Tommy? Steal your nerves, boy. You're needed for the next step. What do you mean? Come here. Stand here. Take my hand and Brutus' hand. Why do you? Would you please cooperate, Tommy? All right, now. Close your eyes, both of you, and pray. Pray. You heard me. swing si the la la What's happening in there? Hammond? There! We, we, we've got to let her out! Go ahead, Tommy. Oh my god. Would you help her out of there,
1: Brutus? My God, my body, it's, you've cured me.
3: As promised. I'll have the mask back. Brutus, show her out. Come with me.
1: Oh, thank you. God, thank you.
3: My pleasure, my dear.
1: God, I don't believe this. This is amazing. How did you do this that?
3: This amazing. Uh, it was the mask, my boy. Just as I've been trying to tell you. No, no, it can't be. For once, I can't blame you for your impulsive disbelief. Go ahead. Take a look inside if you like. After all your time with Krieger, you ought to be able to spot a phony by now, eh? It's... it's just a
2: steel drum. No compartments, no... no nothing.
3: Now, do you believe me? I don't know. You're unable to explain what you've just seen, aren't you? I... yes. Like nothing you've ever seen before, eh? No, I... I mean... The steam, it, it, it had to I don't to av- claim to know much more about the mask's properties than I've already told you, but its powers are undeniable. Why did you show me I'm this? I'm glad you asked. I could have introduced the world to this monumentous find long ago, but I've waited. I've waited for the right opportunity, and now it's fallen into my lap. I want to debut the prayer mask on Krieger's program. On... On our show. What could be more fitting than to be publicly redeemed on the very same program that once attempted to discredit me? But Krieger Bring him here. Tell him all about what you've seen. Something tells me he won't be able to resist.
2: Do you think Krieger would believe it if I told him?
3: (laughs) Certainly not. But seeing is believing. Extend him my invitation. No doubt he'll take it as a challenge. Once he's seen what I can do, how could he turn down the chance to feature me on the laughable little show of his? And if he refuses to come? Then the press will know all about his philandering. It's that simple. Now on your way, and don't worry yourself, I don't harbor any hard feelings against you just because you doubted me.
1: I can't believe you dragged me out here just to debunk a simple goddamn magic trick, Tommy.
2: Carl, honestly, I wouldn't have brought you here. I wouldn't even have told you about it if it wasn't- Yeah,
1: yeah, I get it. Incredible. Amazing. Unbelievable. I really wouldn't have thought that you'd let Hammond make a fool of you after all we've been through.
2: It's really something, Carl.
1: Mr. Krieger. You know I prefer Mr. Krieger. Sorry, Mr. (sighs) Krieger- Forget about it. Let's just get this over with already. Just know that it's nothing personal when I break his little trick down into easily understandable steps. I'm not trying to embarrass you. All right. No, I mean you should feel embarrassed enough already. Gentlemen,
0: we've been expecting you.
1: All right, let's see this miracle. If you'll follow me. So you said the healing itself takes place inside a barrel. That's right, a steel drum. And why can't it happen out in the open where people can see it? I... I don't know. No, no, of course not. Magic isn't real, Tommy. Hammond's as fake as they come. Roarton here, please. Well, good morning. It's nice to see you again, Carl. The feeling is not mutual. Don't waste any more of my time than you have to. As you wish. So where's this prayer mask? Right here. And which Halloween shop did you get that at, John? Boy, you're slipping. (laughs) Well, you managed to impress Tommy here. I'm not so easy. Oh, I think you'll be impressed. Get to it.
3: Without any further ado. Brutus, a volunteer?
1: And where did you find this poor, naive soul? The
3: burn ward. This poor, naive soul was disfigured in a house fire. Today his life will be returned
1: to him. Brutus? Wait, just, just a moment. You say this mask heals anyone of any affliction? Correct. You think it would get rid of my arthritis? I'm positive it would.
3: Wait, Mr. Krieger, do you really want to?
1: Shut the hell up, kid. You're out of your league. Are you sure, Carl? An old man like you squeezing into that drum? I'm not- I came here to experience a miracle firsthand, John. Don't disappoint. Well, absolutely sure. What's the matter? You having second thoughts about the powers of that prayer mass?
3: Um, not at all. Brutus, would you kindly help him in?
1: I can get in all on my own. Thanks. Go right ahead. <laughs>
3: Now just tuck your head in so we can seal it for a moment. All right, Hammond, let's do this. Let's. Now we pray. No, he prays. Brutus. Oh, heavier than he looks. Hammond, Hammond, you piece of shit. Let me the fuck. Wait, what are you doing? Healing, Tommy. Healing the entire world of the scab that is Carl Krieger. You can't! Into the landfill with our magician friend! No! Now just think this through, Tommy. The old man does one last disappearing act. Someone's got to take his place on the show. Who do you think that's going to be? You're just a couple episodes into the new season. Who would the showrunners anoint but you? What? what are you talking about? Your future something you haven't paid any mind to in a long time. Were you planning on living in Kruger's shadow forever? Eating the scraps from his table? Waiting for an untimely pink slip? Take a little initiative. Seize the day. But... But what would I say? Nothing. You were never here. Neither was Krieger. He just vanished. Who knows what happened to him. The, the lady with the skin disease. Kruger isn't the only one capable of a little sleight of hand. I can show you how I did it. You can use the act on your show for all I care, or just have me on as a guest if you'd prefer. <laughs> so, what do you say? Let me get the fuck out of here. Well, John,
2: I'd say this could be the answer to all my prayers.
0: And that concludes Prayer Mask by Mark Slade. Adapted for audio drama by Blake Benlin and Daniel French. Your cast? Tommy was Zach Macias. Hammond was Van Riker. Krieger was Warren Clark. The woman was Kathy Lieberman. Brutus was me, Daniel French. As well as Foley in production. Next time on Chronosphere Fiction, we'll be bringing you Generation Z, Chapter 2. Then stay tuned for... Gafgar in the Eternally Unfurnished Chapter 8, and a special issue of Fashion Review. In the meantime, keep your cosmos clean.